live from TNHQ at 110studio.la. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What a dude, Dodgers Nation. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there is the legendary DMAC underscore LA, Doug McCain, rocking with you. Dodger baseball is pretty much about here. How the hell are you doing? How the hell are you feeling? I'm doing great. When those final seconds tick off for the Super Bowl, that yeah, is when you know it's time for Dodger baseball. Let's talk about them final seconds. Let's go. You know, Eagles fans sort of subject, but it really feels like baseball is so close. You had pitchers and catchers that are involved in the World Baseball Classic report today. We're a week away from going out to Arizona ourselves. So, guys, baseball is back, and we're close to really getting that Dodger baseball energy. I'm so excited. It's going to be a good time, a great time. Anytime Dodger baseball is happening. Guys, let us know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop into the comments. Drop them area codes. That's what we want to know. We want to know where you guys are watching from. If you're watching us tonight, it's a good time to let us know. We're going to call out some, uh, you know, give some shout outs and all that on today's show. Dodgers made a couple of signings, you know. Andrew Friedman sleeps until February, and we love that. David Peralta, longtime Dodger rival, now a Dodger. A little wild. Alex Reyes, a guy linked to the team for a long time this offseason, now a Dodger. Old friend, Ruby De La Rosa, back, now a Dodger. Let's go. Let's talk about that. Dodgers dropped a kind of weak hashtag for the year. We're going to talk a little bit about that. that. Get some reactions, plus the big one. Dodgers are dirty, stinky cheaters, according to one unnamed Red Sox janitor or something like <laughs> yeah. that. So we want to talk about that. Put we want thoughts on that. Uh, we got a huge, huge giveaway going on right now. So we're going to announce that in a little bit. Plus three storylines we're really excited about this coming spring training. Before we get into the show, we got to remind you this is a podcast. If you want to hear us and not look at us, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. I guess I should call it Apple Podcasts. It hasn't been iTunes for like a decade and a half, but I'm old. This is what we called it back then. And please do subscribe to us, youtube.com slash Dodger Nation TV. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Tell your grandmama. She'll really enjoy Doug. He's a nice boy. That's very nice. Get into some of them comments, guy. What do you got? What do you got? We got Craig Osterberg rocking with us from Dodgers Nation. He's so excited for spring training as well. But yeah, it looks like a lot of people in the chat, they're ready for Dodger baseball. A carnivorous lunar activity with two thumbs up emojis. Yeah, so the, yeah, everyone's excited to get into this uh, chat. Waiting for the more chats to load, to be honest with you. But He's uh, we, got, uh, we got Teresa Haas from 541 Roseburg, Oregon, rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation Blue Heaven live stream. So, yeah, I feel like everyone's just itching to get this thing going. So many questions that we'll get into later. I think this is one of the more highly anticipated spring trainings because yeah. you got position battles. You have this new era with the youth movement. Will those guys step up and take those positions? We got Calvin the Goat says... What should our expectations be for this season? Hard for me to see us winning it all at this point. I mean, look, I mean, baseball is a crapshoot. We know each and every year. I mean, look at what the Phillies did. Phillies oh. an 87 win team. Yeah. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. That's look what Philly, at what, yeah. The, 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 the Braves. Yeah. No, for, go ahead. Give me, no, give, give me a Philly thing. Oh, yeah. Look what Philly did. I mean, they do what they always do. The MLS, Major League Baseball, NFL, they get to the <sighs> finals and they just can't 
get it done. Save for, of course, 2018. So, yeah, Phillies won some championships. But, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, to get back to your to your questions, hard for you to see it. I think that Dodger fans, once they see this team on the field, once they see the depth at the margins, I think you consider the fact that Hanser Alberto is now Miguel Rojas on this team. Joey Gallo is now David Peralta on this team. There are massive upgrades on this yep. team, and I think fans, once they see this team on the field, Clint, they're going to change their whole perception, and they're going to increase those ex expectations. I fully believe that. Uh, Will says, Clint, D-Max, what's up, LA? Little fist pound. What up? I got GM 760 Palm Springs freezing at 69 giggity degrees. Yeah. Uh, uh. More of the comments here. I was going to say it earlier. Sarah Morris checking in from the 307. Kevin says, Fernando. I don't know what that one's about. I think, <laughs> I think we updated the the, uh, the title, but I don't know. Ziggy's checking in. I think you already said that one. Uh, 909. Um... Brian says, uh, back from Philly. I'm back from Philly Nation. I never went to Philly Nation. Let's watch my damn team. Uh, a 626 in the 805. Brandon checking in. Let's go. Brandon. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. 601, Michael. 909, Big Bear from Isaac. Um, uh, Michael wants James Outman to start. Good friend. Friend of the network. Best friend of Doug McCain. If you guys didn't watch it yet, drop the interview over the weekend. Doug talked for nine hours. <laughs> With James Outman, a bunch of good stuff, including the revelation of his best friend, a pet rock <laughs> named Joe Boo. He's a big coffee drinker, apparently. Big time so. coffee boy. Hell yeah, yeah we like that. Uh, Reptilian Way, 661 Santa Clarita. I, I messed that one right there. Jay Dilla checking in from Phoenix, Arizona, the new home of Kevin Durant. A uh, whole bunch of good comments in here. Appreciate you guys checking in. We'll keep popping in along the way, but let us talk about the latest stuff going on in Dodgers Nation. Yes. The Dodgers, Andrew Friedman, did what he does best. He do love being working in February. That's what they say, right? I think that's uh, a little try hard on my part. But <laughs> there was no signings for February, and then Friedman said, hold my beer. He goes out and, well, I mean, they inked. <laughs> I like the Ruby De La Rosa one, and I appreciate uh, producer Cody throwing that in our, our run of show for today because once again, the Dodgers win another trade. They, they won the Aegon trade, getting De La Rosa back. Uh, James Loney remains in the organization as like an alumni dude. So, and Aegon lives, still, still lives close and loves uh, doing things with the organization. But uh, Ruby De La Rosa, flame out pitcher, <laughs> one time top, top prospect. You're probably not going to see much of him. There's so many more, um, I don't know, I guess more preferred pitching prospect options before this dude would see a baseball but triple a you know triple a depth andrew friedman spoke i think uh at the at fan fest talking about how he really like us he really likes the triple a team the the staff the the pitching rotation there because that's going to be a pretty damn lights out staff and triple a doesn't mean very much but the other big one david peralta signs a one-year 6.5 million dollar contract there's incentives and all of that alex reyes one-year deal with an option former all-star closer with the cardinals last time dodger fans would remember him best is serving up a walk-off bomba to ct3 in 2021 uh wild card game i know you put out videos on these guys but i want to hear i want to give these people some thoughts what do you think about these signings and then we'll get into the kind of ramifications for the roster. Yeah, I like these signings. I think they're solid signings. I think when you consider the fact they're on a one-year deal, it's really not a bad one-year deal out there when you consider the financial muscle yeah. of the Dodgers. Also, David Peralta is a veteran. He's a guy that you can pretty much guarantee 
that he's going to be an average bat. I mean, he's definitely yeah. is that outfielder they needed, a left-handed batter that can hit against righties. And also, it kind of opens things up to that center field competition because you know they're going to platoon David Peralta. And he's a guy that he's really been, if really, you look at his numbers, a 251 average against the Dodgers. I don't believe those numbers because it feels like he's always getting big hits against LA. He crushes the Padres. Right. He's a guy yeah. that defensively has won the gold glove in 2019. He's above average defender. So, like I said, you look at the team last year. You had Joey Gallo, an extremely inconsistent bat, a guy you really couldn't count on to go up there and get you hits. Peralta's a guy that has those bat-to-ball skills. I mean, he hit 30 home runs back in 2018. His power has gone down, but if you look at some of his advanced numbers, some of his stat cast numbers, he hits the ball hard. And we know the Dodgers, they value that. What they look at in pitchers and spin rate, when you flip that to hard contact, he definitely does that. And I think you consider that left field position is, to me, he's almost like the Miguel Rojas of the outfield in that he's a Band-Aid for if Chris Taylor <clears throat> yeah. can figure things out, if guys continue to struggle, if Trace Thompson, if that clock strikes midnight on him and he is due for that regression, James Outman. I tweeted immediately after, this means that James Outman mostly, most likely starts the season at AAA to try to get those, those reps. And then with Reyes, I think Reyes is one that you should absolutely be excited about. I yeah. think that he should change his middle name to If Healthy because it's <laughs> Alex If Healthy Reyes. And yeah. look, he's electric. That slider is unbelievable when it's on. The walks are an issue with him. A 16% walk rate. Like I said, I mean, he's more wild than a frat party. I mean, this is a guy that somebody walks my dog starts to get jealous but like i said when he's on 97 mile per hour fastball 87 mile per hour slider at 30 percent strikeout rate if he's healthy the dodgers can definitely turn to him for a nice high leverage situation yeah i think you said in one of your uh one of the videos you know it's 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 just all upside almost zero downside uh if this dude does not work out chances are pretty decent that he can work out for this club for this organization you know um find a way to teach him that that uh, uh that blake trident slider and all of a sudden you have yourself an incredible pickup for for dirt cheap uh peralta like you know you already mentioned it you know he's a veteran veteran bat proven in this league can't hit lefties pretty much this is a team that needs uh, um just a slugger, a left-handed bat, and a platoon that you could possibly put in the corners, but more likely will stick in left field. And the way it's kind of, I don't know, shaping up to me as we sort of dive into what are the ramifications of one, like what does the outfield now look like? Well, Peralta's probably your left fielder, and that kind of opens up are kind of I don't know to me it feels like they they're kind of cementing CT3 in center field. Uh, you know, we were talking. I don't remember if I mentioned it last week. Well, I know I mentioned it last week when I had my Bradley Zimmer thing. It's like, give me one of the names of the bad players. I think Andrew Friedman heard Dave Roberts talking about that and mentioning Bradley Zimmer, and he's like, oh, shit, I can't allow that to happen. I need somebody. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He yeah. went and got a guy, you know, get a dude, throw some more competition in there uh, in spring training, which is what we want. They did not, you know, they didn't have a bunch of dudes trying to find out where they are playing the last couple of years. You knew what the roster was going to look like what the lineup was going to look like 150 days out of 162 games um it's something different and that's what i wanted out of this team but yeah giving yourself a solid platoon option and and hopefully hopefully trace thompson can become the guy who who absolutely rakes against lefties and that's going to be his main way to stay on the roster with these two you know potentially um uh, platooning in left field or something like that
No, absolutely. All great points, Clint. I think going to Reyes, like you said, really, there is no downside. It's no. not a low-risk, high-reward. It's pretty much a no-risk when you consider the money. And really, this is a guy that you couldn't get a pitcher of his caliber unless he did have some red flags. And you're taking yeah. advantage of that. And it's really a testament to this Dodgers organization that has developed this reputation around the league. To me, it's the scene from Breaking Bad. He can't keep getting away with this. I mean, the Dodgers <laughs> keep getting away with this with Noah Syndergaard, with even J.D. Martinez, guys that want to join this organization because of not only what they can do for this team, but what this team can do for them and the future of their careers, getting them back on track. And I think when you consider the fact that this team doesn't have that defined closer right now, and we know last year they did mention the idea of going closer by committee, mm -hmm. but this is a team that definitely likes to have a closer. When you have Dave Roberts running the bullpen, if you had a lights out closer and let's say Evan Phillips emerges as that closer, yeah. you have a guy like Reyes that is electric. He is lights out when he's on and when he's healthy that can really help this team so like it said nothing but upside that 2024 deal could be an absolute bargain when you consider the reliever yeah, market you talked to me we we're talking off the camera like we do sometimes and you're talking about known to. the money chris that martin. chris martin got yeah. and i think that was a great point by you and a half million dollar two-year deal that is absolutely insane to get somebody who has better stuff who who's only what 27 yeah something like that he, this is a kid who's a dude who's done it all-star yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah, no, to me, it's almost like when an NFL coach or a college coach gets fired and he takes the offensive coordinator job at Alabama. <laughs> that's what it's like going to the Dodgers. It's reliever rehab. Tyler Anderson got a bag last year. Noah Syndergaard's going to try to get a bag. Yeah. So the Dodgers, the team that has all the money and resources, are able to get players for lesser money because they believe in their system. So, yeah, I mean, the if healthy thing is a major, major if, but you definitely love that upside, too. And the fact that this is a move for October, for later on. I mean, same thing with Fire Eyes. And I mean, they're just trying to get as many lottery tickets and hit on some of these guys and pull these rabbit out of that, uh, yeah. out of those Dodger I mean, hats. And that's, again, that's one of the things they, this club does best. Andrew Friedman does best. Like you said, it's, it's, um, you're not going to get a player, a pitcher, particularly of that caliber, without some flags attached. You know, we we saw it particularly with relief with Blake Trinan when they signed him. He was not the guy he he was when healthy with L.A., but he was also not the guy he was during his All Star you know run with with the A's. Um, they kind of rebuilt him. They fixed him. They made him more gooder. Another thing, <laughs> it's not just about Mark Pryor or before him Rick Honeycutt and the whole you know pitching uh you know uh, i guess we'll call them stable of pitching gurus or something like that it's also about the, the the fact that the team just it does it better when it comes to uh strength and training and health and that side of things if you have a dude like alex Reyes who's gonna keep getting hurt or not necessarily keep getting hurt but not stay healthy well let us come fix you up let brandon mcdaniel work his magic on you and that goes a long way you stay healthy you learn a new pitch you you, you solidify your your uh an opportunity to earn some saves and earn some big money in a couple of years potentially with this dude so really good move uh it's the most andrew freedom move you could absolutely have, have hoped for or planned for at this stage of the offseason without it being like a massive trade or blockbuster move which is another one of the moves he likes to do but fringe move um both of these just improve the, the 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 depth of the team that much more because now james outman who might have been a dude who's getting you know time as a uh not as even a starter but as a part-time dude uh, a part-time player on the opening day roster now he can go get, get more seasoning he keep hitting at triple a and then you got two guys where if they don't work out 
We were talking before the show. You got ripcord. See, it, give him a leash. doesn't work out. If you're really falling behind the Padres or the Giants in the NL West, you got you got some options uh, down at AAA, which with just Outman before, you didn't have as much. And, you know, creates a opportunity for – or less opportunity, I guess I should say, for Jason Hayward, but I don't think any of us are very high on him. Yeah, like, like you said, I mean <laughs> – Respectfully. It, uh, it gives you some insurance. It's a con good contingency plan, but also it creates competition as well. And you want these guys to go earn these spots. And we know that for the most part, it's wide open. Doc said the other day that when it comes to center field, it feels like everyone has an opportunity that is involved. And I think David Peralta is a guy that can help this team. There's no question about it. Reyes as well. So as long as they don't get Danny Duffied with some of these guys, Bruh. you know, I think this team <laughs> definitely made some nice pickups. And these are the type of moves that you're not going to talk about a lot until you see Reyes in season. He looks nasty and he throws a ridiculous slider and it goes viral and you say oh the dodgers did it once again so like you said this has andrew friedman written all over it's the andrew friedman special but what makes this one different is the age and the upside and yeah. that's why i definitely think what a great i mean how many teams out there would have signed reyes to this contract i would probably think 15 but he's not gonna 15 16 17 teams yeah. would probably take a flyer on him but the dodgers get him and the rich kind of get richer with a move like this so yeah definitely a great move and also too you keep the books nice and you keep the flexibility on the books for future signings. We know that even though this team isn't cutting salary, they're not learn they're not looking to add a lot of years yeah. in salary as well. Kind of fits with that agenda. I'm I'm, I'm interested in hearing at spring training <laughs> from from Alex Reyes because what we heard from from Noah Syndergaard, one of the things about coming to LA for less money was to work with this coaching staff and get better. And that's a situation where you get somebody like Alex Reyes coming in and and having that open mind. Like, yeah, I've been an all-star before, but this this organization does something different. Know, that kind of pumps me up when people want to be here. Um, For sure. Anyways, getting to a few of the comments here. Uh, Matthew Martinez says, our bullpen pitching depth is insane. If the offense can't get hot, I like our chances, or can get hot. Can't wait to see Miguel Vargas and James Outman get some reps. I, you know, I, I'm starting to just hearing more about Miggy Vargas. Um from a lot of dudes over this offseason some of the interviews you know we've done on the network check them out dodgernation.com slash tv thing whatever i said <laughs> nailed it um there's a lot of reason to be hype about this kid you know even jd martinez the mookie bowling thing talking about what uh you know working with miguel vargas and and him just being a really good kid really good dude and human and uh potentially elite bat um I saw a good one here. Max Kuhn says, uh, best baseball channel from L.A. Good looking out uh, with your work, guys. D-Mac is the man. That was the important part. My man, wanted Max. To, just wanted to get to that. <laughs> Carnivorous Lunar Activity Peralta is greater than Gallo. Easy money. As we said earlier, absolutely. Man, you guys remember the Joey Gallo era? Joey, Joey, eating We got a lot of people, Clint. I mean, a lot of people were kind of priming the segment on the cheating. I feel like we have some guest oh. visitors in the chat. We got Adam over on YouTube who says Dodgers stole signs just like the Red Sox and Astros did. We got some thoughts on that, so stay Bruh. tuned. Yeah. Angie says we got Alex Reyes for the new closer. He's better than Craig Kimbrell. I push back on a little bit. 
uh, the idea he could be the closer. For my comfort level, a 16% walk rate. Want a guy in there with a little more command. So let's just see what he can do when he's on the yeah. mound, and we'll worry about that closer's role later. But I could see him getting, you know, five, six, seven, eight saves. Just optionality, certain, baby. That's, optionality. That's, that's the what, word of the year for the Dodgers. That's what our boy Dave Roberts loves. He Absolutely. loves that optionality. But you're going to see saves from Dave, uh, Dan Hudson. You're going to see saves when he's healthy from Alex Reyes, and you're going to see some saves out of Evan Phillips. It's not going to quite be, you know, closer by committee, but there's going to be a short list for it. Master no Austin doubt. says Peralta and Reyes are sneaky good moves. Thank you for the comment. Uh, Victor says sign Bartolo Colon. Let's go. I only want Bart after he's age 50. I think, age he's, I think he's coming up, right? Check the watch. Good? All right, we're good coming up Teresa checking in from the 805 and i think she said something else that was real nice i'm gonna try to oh she says love you guys love you too Teresa. love you back <laughs> i love you more <laughs> uh yeah talking about cheating in here hector is predicting an nl mvp season for freddie freeman i like that grassman lawn grassman lawn care saying where's the proof source that they cheated the people want to talk about the cheating oh we got a big one in there have you been trying to alert me about this there's a there's a thing. There's a there's a thing. It's it's super it just came right now. Let's go. Whoa. 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 Okay. Oh, Sorry, guys. Sorry. Hold guys. on. Hold on. Be ready to cheer, boys. We got a big super chat. MH Dodger for life. A hundred dollars. That's nuts. What up, best podcast, Dodgers Nation, 559 Fresno, cheering beers to you guys from Kings Row Gastro Pub. Just left Glendale, 818, the famous Cheers guys. My man. MH. more you drink, the more you give us super chat money. So keep Love chugging him. along. Love MH. My guy, you Hero. are MVP. MVP. MHVP. MH. HRV. VP, baby. Appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, as always, anybody wants to leave us a super chat, it'll definitely go into the spring training fund. Yes, the guys and I will be out at spring training starting next week. We will not have a new live stream next Monday because we will be not wanting to spend another day together all here. So instead, we'll be live streaming from Arizona on Tuesday night Coming this, at <laughs> this summer. Or the live, but uh, stay tuned to all our social media platforms and, and all that thing, all those kind of things to uh, know when we are uh, doing the thing. So just uh, you know, just saying. But uh, before we talk about uh, these dirty, stinking, cheating Dodgers, Ooh. <laughs> that's a clip. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'm just saying that that's 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 what I'm hearing. I want to do. Uh, I want to announce our our new and exciting giveaway. That's right. <laughs> We are teaming with ourselves to give away a Freddie Freeman jersey because we are that excited about the start of spring training. So what I need you people to do is uh, somebody, somebody, one of you guys type it into the, uh, the chat on the side, dodgersnation.com slash giveaways. That's with an S. You're going to go dodgersnation.com slash giveaways, all the info in there, including a little box on where to enter, how to enter. Enter into that to win the Freddie Freeman jersey. You have two weeks to get as many raffle tickets, essentially, was what they equate to. That is where uh, you, you do the thing, get as many of those, and we're going to pick one lucky winner to win that Freddie Freeman jersey live. While we're in Arizona, uh, that winner will be announced here on this stream Monday, the 27th of February. So stay tuned again 
on how to uh, or you know when that happens if you won that that's what you're totally going to do but if you click on that and you enter then our boss will love us more so it's that's huge that's like that's like MH donating a whole bunch of money to us kind of love for us if you guys enter to win that Freddie Freeman jersey because we really wanted to give it away we're excited about spring training we're excited about Dodger baseball it's back it's no longer the floor for football it's the field for baseball, field so. of dreams. Again, dodgernation.com slash giveaways. It's somewhere in, in the comments on how to link to it. Or you guys know how to type. Huh. All right. Uh, you want to, I'm going to let you lead off this whole cheating thing. You you, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. You yeah. got this? Because uh, I see a lot of people in the comments. We've seen a lot of people in the comments. We know what we titled this video. Because that's the one of the big news is is. is. So, yeah, basically the Dodgers are now being accused of cheating. And as the quote reads, the Dodgers have always been the thing that bothers me the most because they're the biggest cheaters in the whole expletive, expletive industry. They were doing it against us in the 2018 World Series. They got caught by Major League Baseball and the Major and Major League Baseball did nothing. So first and foremost, if the Dodgers were cheating in 2018, they didn't do a very good job because they won just one game in that 2018 World Series and it took them 18 innings to win that one game. It was actually longer than the entire 1939 World Series. So really when it comes to this is you have it's a lot of hearsay, a lot of baseless accusations with no proof. Now, do I think that the Astros were the only team cheating in Major League Baseball? I do not. Do I think that the Dodgers are squeaky clean? I think you'd be naive to think otherwise because it's Major League Baseball. And I don't think the Dodgers were cheating on the level that the Houston Trastros were, no. where you are recording camera. We have a camera recording signs in real time, and then you're relaying it. Yeah. But as this story goes, I mean, were <laughs> teams using video to decode signs? I think a lot of teams probably were, but I don't think you have a trash can banging yeah. situation or anything like that. And you saw in 2017, the Dodgers, they weren't cheating as well. But I don't think there's anything to this. I think right now, I mean, I dug as deep as I possibly could because I thought I was going to have this like epic video project with this. But really, there wasn't that much to do. There's just no details. That guy has zero credibility. The only source really that's ever put their name on it is Mike Fires. Yeah, exactly. Want to know what made... The Astros thing legit is that it came from a member of that team. And that sparked, you know, that sparked something like the reality of like, hey, let's go and um, have John Boy break this down yeah, for everybody no, and, and listen to the trash can bangs. But yeah, there there lies the, the that huge thing, the real time sign decoding and being relayed to the batter. That is what made, yeah, every team in every sport is cheating in some way you had how many times and how many different ways um the, the patriots <laughs> were caught cheating and whatever mlb this is why the astros didn't really get popped for it that much because mlb realized we created this problem we can't hold, take it like we can't destroy this team um because we created this problem and other other teams were doing it but this team just did it to an and you know an nth degree um so MLB 
did what they did to try to make a statement, and then they're probably like, hey, guys, don't do it anymore, please. We can't take any more bad press. You know, absolutely. Rob Manfred is a threat to national security, right? I mean, this is a guy that doesn't know how to manage his own league. And I think if you're the Dodgers, it does make things very interesting in that they did hire JT Watkins recently, and, of course, he was involved in 2018. So Maybe, maybe that's the guy from Evan Drellich's book. Maybe that's Drellich. <laughs> I mean, who's the, uh, who is the unnamed anonymous Boston? Is it Mookie? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, who could it possibly be? But the reality is that breaking. They, that's a cut. Put that on there. <laughs> yeah. Put that on social media. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this doesn't exonerate the 2017 trash throws. That's a, what I really hate about all yeah. this. People are saying like, oh, I'm totally shocked that the Dodgers were cheating. One, there is no valid proof as of yet. We'll see if more details continue to emerge. Yeah. But I do think this is a lot of nothing. I truly believe that it's a nothing burger. for yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's it's a it is an excerpt from uh, uh i think just released today book i i think i don't know but they knew what they were doing to hype this book up in in getting these these no, very yeah, small point. quotes out there and guess what the dodgers are cheating they're doing a really bad job at it i mean here it goes you would think say, you'd get some more pieces of metal out of it no absolutely no that's <laughs> the thing i mean it says jock peterson apparently ran into a video room at fenway park where teammate Chase Utley and an MLB official were already sitting there and said, hey, did you get the signs yet? So that yeah. just sounds just so fabricated. I don't think Jock Peterson, I don't even think he could remember the signs for more than like 10 seconds anyway. Would that really even make a big difference? Man, he doesn't even remember the lyrics to Ace of Bass. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> saw the signs. I saw the signs. It opened up. No, no. See, the thing is, uh, Jock isn't the most um, intelligent boy in the room. At any given time, I, I could also understand. Uh, I could also imagine him just dicking around with with Chase Utley, beep, um, being like, "Hey, did you get the signs yet?" Just a, a a poorly placed joke or something like that. But at the same time, maybe Chase was in there. You know, Chase by that point. You I was gonna know, say though, you, you don't know, know what he's doing. Jock does have a history of cheating. He cheated Tommy Pham in that fantasy football dispute this past Ooh, season. That's a great so, point. Huge. I'm just going to say. The five fingers hit in the face. Hey, I'm just saying. Questionable. Questionable for sure. Damn, that is that is pretty true. But I, the family feud. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes to, to Jock Peterson, Chase Utley, and this whole thing, I just want more. I want more of a, a, I want a shred of evidence. Look, Josh yeah. Reddick, he was on that team. If he had any details, you know, he would have already written like 10 books about yeah. it because we know his ass is out of a job. So if there was any truth to this, I think we would have known about it earlier. I think Cody Bellinger's press conference at spring training when this all came about, about stealing an MVP from Judge and this and that, and everyone's saying that, oh, Cody Bellinger's numbers fell off after 2018. It's like he actually had his best year in 2019 yeah. so the timeline doesn't really match up with this but i will say i'll sit here right here and say that if details emerge if there is any evidence you won't see me being a trastros fan saying cry now cry about it i will be just as mad at the dodgers as their biggest nemesis because i think that is something that it would look so hypocritical for this team I, to yeah. end up being cheaters, but I, I just don't see it. I'm ready for, for the truth. I'm ready for the facts. If there is anything, I'm ready to, to hear more from this unnamed source. I'm, I would be thrilled to hear the Dodgers cheated and learn about it because I really want to see like the front office wiggle their way out of that. And sure, starting this week, they're going to have to answer some questions about this and I wonder what non-answers they're going to give because they love giving non-answers to a lot of things. Um.
in a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. But give me some facts, and I'm happy to start looking looking for for the details of of these allegations. But in, you know, until now, all it is is you know one unnamed Red Sox person, not even a player. It's just a Red Sox person. Hey, but if Who it does, if this is true, we got to call him Jock Cheaterson. Ah, if, if this happens, no, but. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to me, like you said, I think you brought up the best point. All this is that a lot of people are talking about this book now and you link the Dodgers as the full 180 turn. That's a big heel turn. Oh, the Dodgers were the ones cheating. That's going to get a lot of people interested. Actually, if you're watching this and uh, Evan Drellich, which of course you are, I want to see yeah, you on fan. this show because I want to dive into this and really get to the bottom of all of this. But yeah, I just don't see it. And like I said, if they did cheat in the 2018 World Series, they did a piss poor job yeah. <laughs> because they went out in the five games they made light work of it but look i mean if you have followed the sport you know what it was i was thinking though is if the dodgers had known about it in 2018 what the astros did in 2017 maybe it's almost like the barry bond situation where remember barry bonds he saw mark mcguire and sammy sosa they get super yoked on the roids which apparently you guys think i'm on and <laughs> what, what did he guy. do he ended up getting on the roids and he ends up setting all those home run records so it was almost like his revenge trevor bauer he doesn't do the sticky stuff and he gets on the sticky stuff and it's his revenge would the dodgers say oh everyone's cheating now we're going to cheat and get revenge on major league baseball but the, the reality is though the Dodgers didn't know about the 2017 cheating in 2018. That all came to light after that. So, like I said, we would know that how much the internet would love. They would just love the, if the Dodgers got implicated in this. But I just don't, until there's more evidence, someone puts their name on this. Yeah. I'm going to say, like you said earlier, this is a lot of nothing. Yeah, it's uh, uh, they hate us because they ain't us. And the Dodgers keep keep winning, and they want any, anybody wants to find yeah. something on this team they're they're, uh, they're not as squeaky clean as they look not to say the team is squeaky clean they've got some interesting you know skeletons in the closet over the years although this ownership group and all that's pretty solid but still um give us give us some facts because if we don't know the facts we can't shut the up thank you he was ready he was you know that's not bad because we didn't rehearse that proud of you Hey, somebody drop a like in the chat for Cody. Anyway, Seth Gribble, the only cheating the Dodgers did is with your girlfriend. Oh, Whoa, that's what I'm wrecked. talking about. Yeah, and your grandma. Oh, wait, that's the same person. Hey. That's an inside joke here in the office, guys. Thank you. Showtime Dodgers fan says, what cheating Alex Cora invent cheating scam? Oh, that's a rough read. <laughs> That's a rough read. But maybe maybe this unnamed Red Sox person thought Alex Cora like thought of Cora from his Dodgers days. Ooh. Huh? I like where you're going with that. Hell yeah. Let's get yeah. into this conspiracy theory stuff. Insider. insider. <laughs> there you go. He Literal knew, insider. He initially in your brain. came up with it. Alex Cora back in 2003 was like, you know, if there was more cameras here, we could we could steal them. And if there was more trash cans around, we could bang them. And yeah, then, and then he was just—he was sitting there, crossing his fingers. One day, it's gonna be one him. day it'll all come together for Alex. 
Wow. The show's really going <laughs> off the rails. No, I like it, though, because I think it's Clint, a great theory. Clint and his uh, controversy. Let's go. We got show what else can I make uh, up? What cheating Alex Cora That's invention? what I just oh, tried yeah. to read. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Appreciate you, Showtime Dodger fan, for a little Little, yeah, little, we got uh, to ask. Of course, we are accused by a man who was part of the Astros cheating or cheating. If we cheated, there's a lot of cheat in there. <laughs> How much cheat could a woodcut Chuck cheat? But no, uh, would <laughs> we would, would have? <laughs> won't the W's in 2018? <laughs> David, we got the wrong core brother. That's from David Raw over on YouTube. We got uh, Stay Tubed from Pacific Patriot over there. Yes, I don't like any cheaters from Sarah Mor Morris. So yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear they were cheaters and and hear about how it happened. I know. Can you, yeah, I don't I mean, go on the road instead of beat LA. They're gonna say cheat, LA, huh. cheat. No, the Dodgers did not cheat. I'm pretty confident that they didn't. But I do think in all the major league baseball there were some. They were they were abusing the video replay system. And to me, I as a Dodger fan, I can say unequivocally that that was running rampant throughout major league baseball but the astros took it to an entire other level and that was the big issue with it so i think major league baseball really has cleaned up its act hopefully for the most part but then they just kind of look for the next way they can try to cheat the system but yeah to me look i mean we're in 2023 this is already five years ago and oh, well, now you sound like an astros fan no no but i'm just saying that it happened five years like i said i want to i'm down to talk about titanic and all that stuff but i just think that we would have <laughs> we would have heard about something earlier yeah especially when you consider the bravado that a lot of dodger fans had they would have unearthed this sooner than yeah they did if there was actually something like, as where's much the smoking as, gun? as as much as josh reddick you brought him up earlier uh as much as he's been vocal on the line uh, online about the Dodgers cheating. He's like, oh yeah, I was there, but he hasn't said anything. He hasn't unearthed anything. Exactly. If if he really had something by now, you, I mean, you couldn't even hack it in Aussie Ball. You know, like by now you would have said something, or you know, if he knew how to write, he would have wrote a book. But I don't think he knows that many letters. <laughs> Josh <laughs> Reddick, bro. Yikes. No, but yeah, no. I think it's too. It's like, what was their gimmick, right? Thongs. <laughs> What was their gimmick? I mean, the Astros used the trash cans. In 2018, they used vibrators, uh, buzzers. They used the buzzers. And Fun then, and then, and the, and then uh, what, what was the Dodgers thing? I mean, I, I just don't see it. I think this organization, there's too many. Look, I, I have to say, like, there's a lot of good people in this organization. And I think that when you look at gaming the system, would they have abused it to this level? I just think it's funny to hear Jock Peterson and Chase Utley going over there relaying relaying information to other guys in the lineup it just doesn't make a lot of sense at all and like, like i said i'm very interested to read this book and see if anything comes of this i think i, I mean maybe we're in, we're in spring training next week we should ask i mean that's something that might uh, when it gets to me it might not be asked yet so hey i'll ask it you know me why not it, just say hey have you heard about i mean what are your thoughts be on asked that on, uh, on wednesday oh you think so you oh think yeah right Somebody's away he's gonna ask uh, dave about it i'm curious to like you guys talked about it the even if they did cheat it, it didn't amount to anything because they didn't win yeah. anything. So, like, even if they, if, like, in the rare case that I think it actually happens, if they find out that the Dodgers cheated, would it even, I mean, like, five yeah. years, right? It wouldn't matter. It they didn't it, win anything, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. It, it wouldn't matter, but, you know, it, it does does sully the, 
Yeah, the, I, guess the I think it would matter. I of the organization in some way. No, absolutely, it, it would matter significantly if they ever were able to prove that they had cheated. Because you say, look at this success. The Dodgers are the model franchise. Yes, they have just won one World Series, but some people like myself say, hey, you should get credit for what happened in 2017, or at least a little bit of a mulligan based on what happened that year. And I also think too, Dodger fans wouldn't be able to say anything about 2017 ever again yeah. if they were doing anything similar. So it kind of ends that argument, and it really just would be a battle on Major League Baseball as a whole. If you're the Dodgers, you already have the best roster. You already have the best coaches and resources. And on top of that, you're going to cheat. I mean, that's just on a whole nother level, right? It's like yeah. Barry Bonds. He was a Hall of Famer before he did steroids and he did steroids and then he becomes Thanos, right? So <laughs> it just takes you to a whole nother level. And just, I don't feel the same juice and buzz behind this. Like we, when the Astros story first break, first broke, I mean, we knew that there was something there. It doesn't yeah. feel like there's I mean, anything I, here. I, I talked to a player from that 2017 Dodgers team who said we all kind of assumed something you know like we we knew we sort of knew something was going on but the whole league knew something was going on we got some comments we got something special super chat Carlos A for five dollars says, "Have you seen the iTalk Studio video comments? Are crazy with Astro fans. It's laughable. Astro fans are the worst. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they're all like pretends to be shocked. You know that kind of you know that that little internet jargon they do like the kid, the as if yeah, yeah. we knew this was gonna happen. I mean, look, they, uh, we have to figure. We gotta call Joey Greco and get him on the scene, see if he can figure out if there was any cheating going on, <laughs> and then we'll feel better about all of this. Yeah." Now, appreciate the super chat. Uh, a couple more good comments in here. Adam Bryant saying, so cheating is okay as long as you don't win? No, I don't, I, I don't agree. And that's what you were kind of asking for the, the sake of conversation. Appreciate you injecting, but don't ever interrupt my show. <laughs> Just, got him. Got him. Uh, Grassman Lawn Care Vibrators. Don't give the Astros any ideas. Hey. Wow. Uh, Sarah bad. Morris, Good, really good point. Can you see Kirsch being a part of cheating? I really can't. I cannot see Clayton Edward Kershaw. Kershaw! Yeah. Cheating. On the eighth day, God created Kershaw. What you got? Christians. Big ass super chat again. Oh, man. Mr. Ross Jr., 23 Let's for $100. Go. Let's go! A Let's go. Mr. Rasa, you are truly one of the goats as well. As a Dodger fan living in Peoria. I hope oh, Peoria. That. I love Peoria. Hey, hey. Arizona. Rest in peace to um, uh, uh, Giordano's, man. It was right oh, there in Peoria. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I am looking forward to seeing you guys and the rest of the Dodger fans at Camelback Ranch. Go Dodgers. We'll be Mr. there. We Rossa. can't wait. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Can't wait to meet the people. Awesome. Connect with us out there. Yeah. Shoot us a DM somewhere. We want to meet up with some folks while we're out in Arizona. I guess it's good. a good segue time. We're done talking about, about cheating because if there ain't no, they don't know the facts. They got to shut the... We'll wait. <laughs> Thank you. As soon as the information um, comes, we're here. Yeah, we're ready. We'll yeah. talk about it. We will dive deep into that. Hell yeah. Like we just... Never mind. I'm going to walk away from all that. Um, <laughs> notes. We are going to... Let's do, let's do one cam again. We are going to spring training again. We will be out there... What is that? Ju 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 July? Jan what, we, what month are we in? February. February 21 through March 3rd. The crew will be out in spring training. You can find us at some Dodger uh, Dodger games uh, all across Arizona. Um, another thing I should mention while we're here. Hey, we're not going to be here for a couple of weeks. Or if you want to like uh, do other things in this place, we rent 
all of this is rented, not we, but all of this, like you've, you want to do a podcast, you want to do a live stream, you could do it right in my seat, 110studio.la. It's not like .com. It's 110studio.la. That, that is the URL. So 110studio.la. We'll eventually get a little graphic for it. But you guys could work here. Not really work here, but you can do your content here. This so could be that's you. a thing. Hashtag plug. Keep and me don't warm for you guys. Do a giveaway. Freddie Freeman Jersey. DodgersNation.com slash giveaways. Now, final segment time. It is spring training time. Pitchers and catchers officially report on Wednesday. Position players report soon after on the 19th, but a lot of players are already out there. These dudes are hyped. They want to get to doing some sports get ball, and we want to get to watching some sports get ball. But Spring training, this team, a lot of change, a lot of positional battles, competition. There's a lot of storylines to be watching this spring at Camelback Ranch, CBR, as we call it in the biz. <laughs> three storylines that you and I, I guess, all of us, what are three storylines? We want to do like one each. Is that a thing? I don't know. What do you guys, how do you want to do it? What are you guys we didn't do? get to the part where we actually figured this out and we're doing one each or three each or <laughs> I got a few here, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty you probably agree with a lot of them. I think the first one I have is is who win the starting center fielder job, especially coming off yeah, yeah. the David Peralta signing. You've got a lot of names in the mix. Dave a few days ago basically sounded like it was wide open. I think with the signing of Peralta that kind of shifts that competition with you have will Chris Taylor being a great spot to play center field to me for a guy that's trying to figure out his offense and get his swing back on track I think the answer is no I probably rather see him in left field Trace Thompson to me is the biggest question because he did play in all four of the Dodgers NLDS games but he ends up going two for 13 three walks had six strikeouts will he regress because his numbers pretty much every single number points to him turning into a pumpkin in the clock striking midnight on that Cinderella man because yeah. a 621 OPS versus lefties he was supposed to be a lefty killer has a 621 OPS versus outpaws and against righties has the OPS over a thousand he hit the ball hard he punished mistakes but is he truly a regular major league baseball player that is something that is one of my big questions and then you talk about Jason Hayward a guy that <laughs> Freddie Freeman had a big role in bringing to this team they're locker room mates is he going to get an opportunity to play, or is he just going to be a bench guy that kind of makes the team? You have Bradley Zimmer, you have Steven Duggar, and then, of course, you have James Outman. And you can see any of those other two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just funny yeah. to think that about how is this just truly a wide-open competition. I think it's pretty clear at this point, Trace Trace. Trace, uh, Trace Thompson is going to get the opportunity to start things, see if he can pick up to where he left off. If he can't handle the job, then you look elsewhere as uh, to a Chris Taylor. But I think you'd rather have platoon Chris Taylor and Peralta in left field. And I think ho I'm, I'm hoping that James Outman gets an opportunity. I really do. I think he's has nothing to prove at the minor league level. He's shown that in that in those four games in the show that he was able to hit big league pitching. The only issue is can he hit lefties, but we're not going to know if he can do that unless he gets more opportunity. So it's it, this trade really, uh, this signing of Peralta really indicated to me that they're not as high on Outman as a lot of Dodger fans are. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a good point there. Um, Centerfield absolutely is one of the biggest storylines for uh, this spring training, I think ultimately what the opening day roster looks like is not going to matter in the grand scheme of things because 
know, I'd put it 50-50 chance right now that the Dodgers trade for Brian Reynolds at the deadline or something like that. If it don't work out, Andrew Freeman's ready to go make a deal. Hey, maybe they go trade for a, a uh, rejuvenated Cody Bellinger oh, wow. back from the Cubs. Uh, I, one of the best teams we ever saw uh, in this generation was the 2017 Dodgers, and that team had Chris Taylor as their starting center fielder. I would not be surprised to see at this point if up the middle on the infield can handle what this team wants him to handle. Like before the, the, the Miggy Rowe trade, Miguel Rojas, if you don't know him, <laughs> before that Rojas trade, CT was getting a lot of time at second base. Now they want him to stay uh, as as a for sure outfielder. That's just my opinion on it. Um, I I I do I do think he takes over, and I do think you're going to see Jason Hayward on this team because it seems it feels to me like they were really going for a certain type of character this offseason to put in that clubhouse. If they are going to change, they're going to make as big of a change as they did. Not bringing back JT, not. Um, uh, mainly the JT thing, just this that that kind of drastic change. Um, they wanted a significantly different feel in the clubhouse, and and you, that's where you see Peralta, but you know you see JD Martinez and all that kind of stuff. I guess I'm going I'm a little going a little off the rails on that one. Anyways, I think CT takes that job and runs with it because, uh, in my opinion, the other big storyline is going to be up the middle. It's going to be Gavin Lux. It's going to be what can Miguel Vargas do at second base? You know, I don't know if this is just me being hopeful, so I want to run it by you. But I'm, I, I'm, I don't know. A couple months ago, I started feeling like, hell yeah, it's luck season. Let's go. I think he can handle short. He's been playing it all his life. He's he's playing with the best level of coaching, um, you know, in the game as a major leaguer. So he's never been older. He's never been better than he is right now. Now's the time for him to take over at short and just run with it. And Miguel Vargas, these people, these people are high on him. So um, we're going to learn that a storyline is we're going to learn that the team was right to go this this path to let Trace Turner, uh, Trey Turner walk, to let um, all of the shortstops sign elsewhere and go with this tandem. Uh, give me your thoughts on that real quick. Go ahead. I had nothing. It was all just off the cuff. No, absolutely. It's the I, way we do it. No, I think that. That, to me, if you had to pick one of the biggest storylines, it absolutely is the shortstop position. Because if Lux can get it done in short, it's going to go a long way to fortifying this infield. Because Gavin Lux, to me, what I look at is the leaps he's made at the plate. I mean, first two years combined, a 74 WRC+. 2021, he struggled as well. Last year, he had the big breakthrough. 113 WRC+, a three-win season. You saw him continue to make strides. If he hadn't had gone injured, I think you would feel even better about Lux at the plate this year. But can he handle the position defensively? Well, look, he's an athletic guy. Last year, he led the National League with seven triples. I think he does have the requisite range to get the job done. Doesn't have the strongest arm, plays that position a lot of physicality and athleticism but to me it's the to me I think you're going to see it's going to be this symbiotic relationship with what does Lux do at the play and how does that impact his defense I think if he starts the year strong at the play offensively I think he'll continue to grow and you'll live with any mistakes he has defensively look Lux is going to have that occasional yeah. error where he's had guys that look in his face where he just looks like deer in the headlights <laughs> he's looks, looking off into space and then he's going to make a highlight play too where or do something at the plate that you're going to start feeling better about it but like I said if he can 
can prove that he can handle that position, that that lets you have Max Muncy at third base. You're feeling good about it. And Miguel Vargas has a spot at second base. But with this team, this veteran-laden group, mm -hmm. to have an infield that inexperienced and that young, that is the biggest question for me. Because you're talking about a team that is a World Series or bust team with championship aspirations. And yes, Miguel Vargas, he is a guy that is athletic. I mean, if you look at his sprint speed, Miguel Vargas in the 94th percentile, yeah. he's put in tons of work this off season and he's hit at every single level. And that's something that I always look at for minor league guys. Do you, is there a, a time period where you, you went up a notch and you went down Well, for him, he's, he's consistently raked throughout his minor league career. And I think that defensively it's going to be an adjustment for those guys to build that chemistry. But I think, for Gavin Lux, the good thing is you got a Miguel Rojas, a guy where if it's not working out, you know he can play that position at an elite level. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a franchise that's had premium elite shortstops, whether offensively or defensively, for the last five, six, seven seasons. To go to Gavin Lux, a guy that Andrew Friedman said that he's very excited for. Andrew Friedman mm -hmm. said he's the most excited for Gavin Lux. That tells me that you're going to see a 2021 like runway that they gave him at second base, yeah. but at shortstop in 2023. Yeah, it's uh In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. his job to lose he's got to stick it we got to stick with it be the best what, do you, what are your not, thoughts and not let the noise get to him because when he makes errors gavin lux uh particularly when he's when he's gonna make errors um the media is gonna jump on him a whole lot more than they would trey turner because like is this the right guy if he makes a throwing error oh he can't throw from short he he has that that uh narrative following him like can he tune that out can he keep? I hope he stays off social media this whole season. To be honest, he he had a pretty good time of it staying off, um, you know, early last season. But anyways, you were gonna say? Well, I hope not, because that's the only way I can I, can, I contact Gavin Lux <laughs> with the DMs on Twitter. So just go on to talk to me, Gavin. But no, I think you bring up some fantastic points. Is that that is a pressure cooker of a position to be a shortstop? It's like being the quarterback. It's a premium position. It's a glamour position. And the reality is, as of right now, he's not a proven commodity. He mm -hmm. has to prove not only to fans, not only to this team, but to himself that he's an everyday big league shortstop. It's one of the most difficult positions to play on the field. And then you add the fact that you have the restriction on this shift. So is this really the best year to break in a new shortstop? Hey, but that's the reality. And the best thing about all this, though, is if the Dodgers find a guy that is an above average bat that can play a competent shortstop, that opens things up for other positions. Yep. It allows them to throw buku bucks, as my grandma would say, <laughs> at Shohei Otani, where you don't have to go out there and spend 300 plus million dollars on a shortstop where they're probably going to be playing that position at an above average level for maybe three or four seasons at best. To me, I'm not a big pay my shortstops premium money guy because the regression at that position defensively when you look at the metrics is usually a pretty steep drop-off mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's worth the risk i think it's worth this 
early season tryout for Gavin Lux. And I do think that's why you traded for, you know, you know, you traded for Miguel Rojas, you traded for him, you gave him an extension. And they did that yeah. because they realized how important it is to have a guy that can play that position. But I want to get your thoughts on just him as a defender. I always respect your opinion on defense because I feel like a lot of fans always offense, offense, offense. They don't yeah. realize that, hey, run prevention is sometimes as good if not better than run production what are your thoughts on him just as defensively what are your takes on, on g lux well they say defense wins championships i heard that one you know he, i wish the eagles would have heard that one in the second half of last night's game uh, but but soon. but a little too soon go birds it was it was fly eagles not fly eagles fly it was bye eagles bye, bye. um <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the pundits have, have brought it up this offseason when trying to sell themselves and sell the fan base on the Gavin Luck experience. The reality is, yeah, this is a position he's played all of his life. Not everybody is as good at, at moving around, even if it is just from short to second. That is a very different throw. He's a dude that... that um, I'd say struggles with his throws, but more so struggles with his mechanics. And that's that's a pretty drastic change from you're moving. You're usually it's short. You know, yeah, you have a back end, but still you have that play. You have that in your brain where first base is. But otherwise, everything else is is kind of to first base. So you have a throw in front of you, not not needing to make that that reverse pivot turn throw. So a lot of his damage has been or his his hiccups have been making or at, at second base on the throws um i think that's something that just helps him mentally a whole lot and we know the kid has range we know the kid has wheels we know he's he's yeah he's a big he's he's a you know he's a good looking dude he's he's a baseball player whatever five nine five ten he's not too short not too tall great shortstop frame to make some plays the biggest thing is just going to be that mental the talent is there it's going to be the mental yeah, it's about putting it all together. You talk about a guy who's dealt with yips in the past, but yep. I think that was a fantastic point about the angle. I mean, I think yep. when you see him at the second base position when he missed some of those throws, it's simply because he's not planting his feet, his foot and stepping into those throws. I mean, yep. when you play in that shortstop position, a little more momentum to first base, I think you have a lot of confidence in who is at first base in Freddie Freeman. I think that's going to help a lot. And I also think, too, I think that the fact that there is no trade turner, I think that there is no Corey Seager, guys who he did learn from, and mm -hmm. he did play 56 games at shortstop in 2021. I think that's crucial and a confidence booster for him too. But I think this is the year where we say, hey, is, is Gavin Lux going to be a dude? Is he going to be yeah. a core member of this franchise moving forward? Because look, just a year ago, how many Dodger fans dangled him in trade talks? Wanting to trade him for guys like Luis Castillo or stuff like that, whoever think of that. But I think too... He's if, still, still available, I hear. No, but I, I think Gavin Lux <laughs> as a core piece, a guy that came up top prospect in yeah. all of baseball that was his position growing up that's where he came up through the system and i think too he is a guy that he really really operates off of confidence mm -hmm. and if you give him that confidence and you say hey this is your position i think that can go a long way with gavin lux but to me like i said it's all about what he does at the plate if he's have if he's raking at the plate that's going to carry over to his defense yeah for sure and and if he's doing well on defense that's going to translate to the plate in some way shape or form i will i will note um you know, one of the things Freddie Freeman talked about at FanFest, uh, you know, when it comes to the, the shift, like I honestly also think the elimination of the shift is going to help Lux a lot on defense because 
I, I forgot who talked about it at FanFest. I think it was at FanFest, but they, they said, um, or, or you know, it was uh, your interview with James Altman. It's like you played this whole way your entire life, yeah. and you get to the major leagues, and there's somebody playing in right field. You know, there's somebody right up the middle where that's been a base hit all your life. Well, with Lux, like, yeah, he grew up all his life playing short in the shortstop position, not playing over at second base. So that's a pretty a big enough change for him there. But going back to the idea of, of playing second base and that throw, you know, Freddie talked about how it's going to be a change for him with the elimination of the shift of a second baseman not being right behind him, uh, you know, with the left-handed hitter. Like, that's a lot of of change for Lux to, to be in that position where, yeah, you are essentially almost playing a deep first base. Um and then trying to make that awkward throw right there. And as a shortstop, usually you kind of got to get on that throw. First base is right there. So you're going to be more likely, more ten. You'd have more of a tendency to be like, eh, whatever. And then he would lose some of those. Exactly. Lose some of those balls. But anyways, apparently we could talk about Lux for an hour. Uh, and we're going to have a whole lot of talking about Lux for the rest of the season and a whole lot at spring training. I'm looking forward to hopefully knock on desk, getting him back on the show again. But, yes, moving on. We saw, we've saw we only talked about three points here. we got to talk about one more. It, it, uh, I feel like you're somebody that would say, potentially, I don't know. I know a lot of people say starting pitching is is like one of the other big storylines. To me, it's not. Uh, starting pitching is is pretty hammered out. But uh, what, what are your, what's your take on, on starters, and is that some something that would be your third storyline. I think depth is the name that comes to mind when it comes to the Dodgers starting pitching. I don't think you're seeing those ace, super ace level starters that are those horses that can carry you through a pro season run. I think <laughs> I think Lou Urias is a guy that is going to want to put himself in a great position to get paid. I can see him having a top five to ten season. If everything breaks right for him, maybe he wins the Cy Young Award and hopefully at the very least makes his first all-star team. But I love the depth that the Dodgers have. I think Clayton Kershaw is a guy that you can pencil in him for at least 110 to 130 innings. I think the big wild card is Noah Syndergaard. Does Noah Syndergaard figure things out? Does he regain some of that velocity? Does yeah. he start to pitch like the ace that he once was? That, to me, is the big question. Also, will the young guys continue to emerge? Will you see not just the super young guys, the Millers or the Stones or some of those guys that could get opportunities later on in the year? I'm talking about the Dustin Mays and the Tony Gonsolins. Can they truly be those middle of your rotation guys in a world series contending yeah. rotation because yeah i do feel good about this rotation because of the depth that they have but to me what i'm monitoring throughout the season is do they need that one extra horse to really carry them through the postseason will you see a u darvish or a max scherzer type trade where they think hey we need one more guy because you don't have walker bueller this year bueller is going to be out for the entire season presumably miracles can happen yeah. but this is a team that they look for those frontline guys, but I think the youth, it makes it very intriguing. I think Noah Syndergaard makes it very intriguing. You lose Tyler Anderson, but I feel good about the depth. And like I said, later on in the year, will Ryan Pepia, Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone, will one of those three guys step up and have an impact? Cause that could go a long way. So yeah, I do think though, I do. Maybe if I'm all, all in, I'm pushing all my Dodger blue chips in the middle of the table. Maybe if a starting pitcher is available, that's ace level. And you think that's the missing piece. That's what I would target at the deadline. <sighs> yeah. I mean, even right now, Michael Walker is still available. He's a top free agent pitcher still available. I mean, they're spending money now. I don't think they go that route. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just somebody who has a lot of faith in this 
front office's ability to turn Noah Syndergaard into some semblance of Thor. Um, maybe he's not going to be, you know, OG 2015 Thor, but if he can, you know, I, I wanted a dude who was just going to be, you know, 140, 130 inning guy. If he can become a 160 inning guy, that goes a long way. We know Ryan Pepio is going to get his innings. Michael Grove, big fan of Grove. He's going to get his innings. Uh, Gavin Stone, this is going to be his year. And guess what? Bobby Miller is going to get a lot of opportunity on this club. But there's still Dustin May and there's still Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin, by the way, an all-star in 2022. I, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more, uh, what's the word, bullish? I like this. I like this rotation. However, the bullpen gives me some, gives me some frightens. Because you look at some of these names, it's like, yeah, we're all excited about Alex Reyes, but you are entering a season where, or at least a spring training where, you know, we're mentioning Daniel Hudson as somebody who has the potential of getting a lot of saves, which means he's going to get a lot of opportunities. This is Daniel Hudson, a guy who almost was out of the league a number of times in his career um, because of injuries and ineffectiveness and all of that. So that's a little frightening. Evan Phillips, does he you know, turn back into a pumpkin? He's had one good year. Relief is the most volatile job in all of baseball. We've seen one and dones in this league. Um, is he going to be EP again in 23? A uh, little scared on that one. Yancey Almonte. Uh, enough said on that one. Like, I love the dude. Very good stuff. Is another guy who thrived just having his pitch mix um, altered or, or, or refined by the team and, and thriving from there. But he's somebody who, yeah, dealt with a lot of injuries last year. But also in his career, never really been like the guy. Uh, beyond that, Alex Vessia is another one. Yeah, he's proven himself now two years in a row. That's good. That makes you feel a little bit better. But just Alex Vessia in the bullpen isn't going to get it done. They spent money. We, you know, we barely talk about Shelby Miller on this show for a reason, but he's somebody they gave a major league contract uh, contract to. You know, Ray Alex Reyes isn't going to be a guy we see for a while. Bruzdar is entering a very important uh, year in his season in his career. Like, are you going to be somebody that makes money in this league or just bounces around? Um, you know, being. That I guess a bullpen innings eater question mark, but also can you stay healthy? And then beyond that, that's how angry I am. You have just a bunch of random dudes. Apparently, I wrote down Caleb Ferguson twice. That's how much faith I have in him. But the the team didn't have that much faith. But you got Ferguson, you got Vigon, Justin Brule, as a no for me, dog. And then two it hurt dudes with with uh, Fire Eisen and Blake Trinan, who we're not going to see this year. Um, Bickford. Bickford, really? I don't like that bullpen. I There's a lot of like, yeah, if these dudes work, but that's just too many ifs. I think there are some big questions, and you do have to bank on the fact that guys are going to be able to replicate the success they had last year. Guys like Evan Phillips and Yancy Almonte, guys that had breakout years for the Dodgers. But I personally think the bullpen's going to be a strength for this team. I think Shelby Miller is going to be this year's Evan Phillips. If you look at that high strikeout rate he had, if you look at some of his plus pitches. So he also had like a six and a half ERA in his four games or whatever last year. He struck out almost 50% of the batters he faced. I mean, he got six guys. Six ERA. The, the, did you, but the disparity between he had a six four three and like a point forty fip. I mean, he had a crazy disparity. No, the fip wasn't that good either. But even so, yeah, I, I don't remember if it was that good. You know, he had, he had a point four fip. It was okay. insane. 
But um, yeah, I think that the, this Dodgers bullpen, I think you consider the fact that Daniel Hudson is a guy that struck out over 30% of the batters he faced last year. And they had Craig Kimbrell last year. And Craig Kimbrell was a train wreck for the most part. And he, it, I called him Cardiac Kimbrell for a reason, right? I mean, Craig Kimbrell was a guy that he put the Dodgers through a lot of tense moments there and the fact that you have guys that I think really are in the prime of their careers versus the tail end of their careers. That to me is something that I'm very encouraged by. I mean, Daniel Hudson, you talk about Alex Vest here, you talk about Yancy Almonte, a guy that has totally ditched that four-seamer for that that two-seaman slider, and he's been unlocked by this Dodgers organization. Evan Phillips, he was a top five reliever in all of Major League Baseball last year. Mm -hmm. That slider, that cutter is filthy. So I think it really just comes down to can they emerge and can they lock down those roles? But I think this bullpen as a whole has a lot of quality arms. And I think, too, that that's the easiest fix. I mean, they went out and got Chris Martin, and he was bad with the Cubs. He ends up being a baller with yeah. the Dodgers. You can go out there and get bullpen pieces and find yeah, guys. I mean, for every Chris Martin, there's also several Ryan Matsons and John Axfords. Yeah, I mean, I mean, or or uh, Madsen looks like Dan Patrick. Hey, hey, no, who was that one guy uh, that that they signed last year that who just uh, signed it with? I think the Tampa Rays or something. We did a huge article about him. He's a nobody, former pirate. Thanks for participating. <laughs> <laughs> That's how rememberable that guy is. The Dodgers, they go. They, their batting average is not very high. Heath on, Embry. On yeah. Heath Embry, my dude. Yeah, yeah. Gotta do all the work yeah. here. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks, Noah. <laughs> uh, Lakers, there's see? a lot Lakers. more. There's a lot more of those uh, kind of guys. Than but if they do need to fill in a piece, they'll go out there. <laughs> I mean, the the Chris Martin was a one for one uh, big league trade with Zach McKinstry. I think you consider the high end, uh, high end talent on this team, the upside guys. You don't have those stalwarts, the Blake Tryons because he's injured, mm -hmm. the Kenley Jansons because he's obviously on another team. But you do have a lot of talent on yeah. this team in general. And I think, too, this is the year where without that truly defined closer, I still think Daniel Hudson will lead the team in saves. I think that allows them to mix things up. Bruce Dark Gradrall was trending in the right direction. Look, let's yeah. be honest. We talk about the starting rotation. It doesn't really mean much when you're going five innings, turn and burn. And... Yeah. If it's, I mean, who's going to be this year's innings eater like Tyler Anderson was? Yeah. I mean, everything changes, of course, regular season to postseason. But I think that, I mean, Gavin Stone, how about Gavin Stone? He's a guy that he was a closer in college. He knows how to play that role. Maybe they use him as a multi-inning reliever. Yeah. So I think if you look at the entire system, the talent that they have, they have some some lethal bullpen arms, but it's just a matter of guys continuing on the success they had last year. Because as you said, I think you brought up the best point. I mean, bullpen pieces, they're volatile. They're more MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice, the one-hit wonders, than they are you know, Tupac, Jay-Z, and Biggies. I mean, their year-to-year -year success can be so up and down, but that's where you have to trust this organization yeah. and putting guys in the best position to have success, whether it be refining their pitch mix, whether it be how they're attacking hitters, locating identifying something with their release point, how they're put, getting off the mound. So I think that you got to trust this organization. I think, it, to me, I'm more concerned about the starting rotation in when it matters most than I am the, the bullpen during the start of the season. But a lot of young guys, and we'll see who can step up and really fill those roles. But Evan Phillips, I think it's a little pressure on Evan Phillips. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely one of the guys who has the most pressure. But, you know seen him a few times this offseason seems like yeah he's, he's calm cool collected uh you know accountant <laughs> vice principal yeah, yeah. I, you know what, I, I guess Morrow. i guess i should i should slightly step back on on 
the the premise of my concern it's not a spring training storyline so much i guess that's more of a season storyline the bullpen to me because all of them are you're not gonna take or you're gonna take five spring training games from a pitcher with a grain of salt you know if if evan phillips shows up and gets in six games and gives up 40 runs he's still gonna be on the opening day roster and he could go out and put up you know, type of season, a similar season that he had last year. Um, but but I just think there's, in the spirit of of a storyline, there's a lot of ifs in that bullpen uh, in in my humble analyst opinion here. But, but I, I think I actually think it's a good, I think, I think you brought up a great, uh, I like that. Oh, there you go. Uh, Bring it the throwing back. That's my pen. I I do think it's a spring training storyline because we do need to find out who's going to get those final three outs. And let's not forget, last year during spring training, they went out and traded A.J. Pollock for Craig Kimbrell. So clearly Mm -hmm. they were looking to zero in on that position. And we'll see who truly emerges and how they deploy guys during spring training. And I want to see, can some of these young guys step up and go after? I mean, Ryan Pepio is a guy. I mean, if you look at how much depth this starting rotation has, if some of these young guys want to get opportunities, could be be out of the Yeah, I would not be shocked in the slightest if we see uh, Bobby Miller in the bullpen by August, something like that. You know, if especially if the bullpen's not working out, but the rotation is doing well, he's going to get his starting opportunities at the big league level for sure. But you know, the rotation needs to stay alive in some capacity to to create those other ones. And then you know, you get you get into August and and September if. A lot of things go well. J.P. Fireisen comes back and, and is healthy. Alex Reyes is back and healthy and throwing some friggin' strikes. Maybe a Blake Trinan. Don't ever expect to see him again, to be honest. Maybe a Walker Bueller comes back in time to make it to the bullpen. This is, again, more into the ifs. But, again, that's more season than spring training, but it is spring training time. And there's a lot of Dodger talk for you. Look at that. It wasn't... Was it a bunch of uh, BS mumbo-jumbo? That was uh, hey, hashtag just here, BS. Hashtag here to play. Oh, we didn't talk about that. It's huh? not too late to change that. Hey, uh, the hashtag is bland, but it's okay. It's a bland season for the Dodgers. We like that. Here to play with our emotions all yeah. season long. Oh, that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Are, are they? What do you? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're here to play so in October. This feels like as we're ending this it, it, noises and whatever, just random shit. It feels like real bad AM radio. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. You can find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. We appreciate the hell out of all of your comments, all of your questions, all of your participations, all of your super chats go a long way in here, which is our hearts, if that's where they're still located. Do subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are a podcast that is on all the podcast platforms. Do subscribe to Dodgers Nation on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. Hit the bell leave a like do the subscribe and all the comments thing it really helps out that really helps out the channel goes a long way um i'm real frg on twitter and instagram that guy is you have something giveaway get the giveaway that guy's dmac (laughs) underscore la on twitter and instagram make sure you go sign up to enter to win our giveaway dodgersnation.com slash giveaways it's a cool uh freddie freeman jersey made by nike it's totally a legit legit thing we're not buying it from the swap meet i promise it's real i picked it out myself (laughs) that's all i got we'll see you in spring training bye
roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.